What up? How you doing? Had a guest lined up today and it didn't work out. So we're going to put out some podcast action with a little bit of freestyle session. We're going to go over some news articles, which we never do. We're going to have a little fun doing that. I'm just coming to you live, real and straightforward, trying to stay sober. This platform has kept me sober and helped to keep me sober uh, for going on let's see, six and a half years, I think roughly right now. So if you're listening to this for the first time and you're trying to get sober, you're trying to stay sober, hang in there, don't give up, uh, do the work, show up, get to a meeting, listen to some podcasts, get around some people that are trying to stay sober too. You can do it. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Promises is a family of mental health and addiction treatment centers based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they're ready to help you or your loved ones stay committed and achieve your promise of recovery. Now, uh, there's a lot of uh, treatment centers out there that you can choose from. There's a lot of ways you can get help in that, but how do you know who you can trust? How do you know where to go? Who's going to give you the right information? Uh, That's where Promises comes in. I have personally worked with some of the team at Promises. They're great people. They care. Uh, They have family. They have friends in recovery themselves, so they get it. Uh, And most importantly, they also have a highly trained staff throughout a variety of treatment centers. You got locations all over the place that may be close to you. So if you want to learn more about Promises treatment options near you, here's what you can do. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. That's promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. The team over there created a great page for our partnership. You can go check it out. There's some cool photos on there, a little more information for you. Or you can just call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. And tell them that you heard about them from that Sober Guy podcast. All right. Also, I got a quick question for you. Another announcement or a a special announcement, I guess, coming up. Um, Do you like San Diego? Who the hell doesn't? Do you like Coronado? Who the hell doesn't? Love both those places, man. Do you like recovery? And are you in the recovery field? Or maybe you want to be. Maybe you're interested in that kind of stuff. The stuff. The most important stuff. I got a great educational and networking event that I'm pumped to be a part of again this year. And I want to tell you about it. And maybe you're interested in attending. Now, here's what it is. I'll be hosting a leadership track with former NFL All-Pro and motivational speaker Al Smith, uh, as well as doing some live podcasts April 6th through April 9th in San Diego at the Innovations and Recovery Conference hosted by Foundations Recovery Network. Now, this year's conference theme will explore the continuum of care to help gain insight and provide an opportunity to walk through a full continuum of care from a patient's point of view. Uh, Lots of great guest speakers, lots of workshops, lots of good people, uh, both in recovery, in the recovery field. Uh, You got a lot of great guest speakers, like I mentioned, including Lamar Odom, uh, Eddie George, Al Smith, who I mentioned, Randy Grimes, uh, all kinds of great people. Uh, there and community wise and learning and trying to get better and trying to uh, to to adapt to change really uh, a lot of things tra- changing in the in the treatment industry so 
Uh, big shout out to Glenn and the team at Foundations for the invite this year. I'm really excited about it. I'm honored to be a part of this event. Uh, this will actually be my fifth year attending uh, Innovations in Recovery down in San Diego, in, in addition to a couple of the other conferences in Nashville. But uh, this Coronado one is definitely my favorite one. Uh, get to have a great time, kick it by the beach, and do some great podcasts. So look out for those. We're going to have some great guests. I'm trying to get Lamar Odom on, uh, Eddie George. I know Al Smith's going to come on the podcast as well. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have a ton of other people there. Probably TJ Woodward. We, Him and I always do a podcast every year at this event. I know he's going to be back there. Uh, so it should be a great time. For more information, you can go to www.foundationsrecoverynetwork.com slash conferences if you want to learn more about how you can get tickets, uh, how you can be a part of the conference itself. All right, let me take a breath real, real, real quick. Take a quick drink. All right. So like I said, we're going to get this thing cracking off in just a second here, but I'm a freestyle today. You know, I love freestyle stuff. I have no notes today, boy. Love it. You're going to love it too. Here we go. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. Now, you can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Also, connect with us on Instagram, at RealThatSoberGuy, and on Twitter, at Shane Raymer. Good to be back on the microphone again. Um, it's been a crazy week, man. So busy. Uh, and I hate saying that, oh, I'm just so busy. All these things going on in my life. And thank God they're positive things. Lots of work to be done. Uh, lots of uh, lots of things to do as, as dad, as husband, as worker, podcaster, connector, sobriety, recovery. Holy shit, it's a crazy thing. Child of God, I love you, God. I give it up to God, though, for real. I mean, what? without that, I have nothing. I literally have nothing because when I try to do things my way, usually it doesn't work out too well. When I give it up to God and say, hey, look, I can't do this anymore. Just take it from me. Just you, you drive the bus. Let me just sit way in the back off to the side and, and just I'm along for the ride. Show me my will. Grant me the power, the power to carry it out. I love that. That's how I try to wake up my day or start my day after I wake up and, and, and continue on through the day with that mentality. Uh, show me my will, God, and grant me the power to carry it out. I don't want or need or want to do anything other than be grateful for being alive today, being able to take a couple breaths, have a great family, uh, have a good job, and some work that I'm passionate about and that I love to do. Simplicity, baby. Simplicity. Yeah. So what's up? How's everybody doing? How you feeling out there? How are you feeling today? Are you feeling sassy? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling happy? Maybe you got a boner in your sweatpants if you're a dude, or maybe your hair, if you're a, if you're a lady, your hair is just looking phenomenal today, having a great hair day, looking amazing. I'm just feeling so pumped and great right now. That's the emotional roller coaster. Who knows? Who knows how you're feeling? But let me say this. I know I'm feeling grateful to be here today. I could be dead. I could be in jail. I could be divorced. I could be jobless. A lot of things to be grateful for. And if you and if any of those things, the the job one, I know that's one for people, people looking for a job or trying to get through the workday just because they hate their damn job. Like, I get it. But check this out. God's got us right where we're supposed to be right now in this moment. And when I can learn to accept that and sit in it and be grateful for it and know that what will be will be, 
then I'm good. I can I can kick back a little bit and go, man, God's got this. That's all I got to do. I just need to do the next right thing. Put one foot in front of the other. And that's all I can do. That's all I can do. It's been crazy, man. I have this list of things going down between, um, you know, between uh, producing a corporate podcast and a ton of video work right now. This video work just kind of crept up and all of a sudden I'm working on like f- like four or five different video projects and and then the corporate podcast. In addition to corporate stuff, you have a lot of safety things and trainings and meetings and, um, you know, all this stuff that comes along with that, which, um, like I said, I try to just keep my mind focused and, and not get too stressed about it. I, I'm very happy that I'm not sanding freaking drywall anymore. Thank God. And no offense if you sand drywall, that shit's hard ass work. I get it. But what I'm saying is I, I'm, I'm very happy that I get to do the work that I get to do today. At the same time, like any work, when it starts to get, you know, when there's a lot of it, and the days just fly like I here's here's a funny thing like the day the days fly by so fast right now and I was going to get into some more pieces of of what is going on right now so that's one part of it the corporate show right the, the corporate work that's my that's like the main gig uh thankfully you know but I I for, I forgot what day it was today like I literally forgot like I meet with buddy on Thursdays and uh I woke up early this morning and normally we meet at like 6, 6.30 a.m. I'm usually late, like the last, <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> I try not to be, but man, I don't know what it is, man. It's like, ugh, getting out of bed. But I, I so I get, I get up early. I'm like ready to go and I, you know, I'm doing my thing and I get outside. I, I take Brody, my dog on a walk in the mornings if I can try to get outside, get some air, get the blood flowing, get a little, little walking exercise in. And I get about halfway down the block and I go, Oh shit. It's Thursday today. It's not Wednesday. It's Thursday. I didn't, I didn't call buddy this morning. I didn't even text him. I just totally spaced it. And, uh, so anyways, I ended up texting him. I said, Holy shit. Like I totally forgot it was Thursday today, man. So we ended up chatting though. We had a, had a good chat for 30 minutes after that, which an hour after we we're supposed to meet. But here's my point to this. This is why I'm rambling on and telling you, telling you about this, man, things get busy sometimes like work, for instance, for me, just on that aspect of it. And I can tend to get a little bit of freak out mode and it's all based on fear because I'm scared that I'm not going to complete or live up to or be good enough or, or do what I need to do in the time allotted that I need to get things done. So in addition to, in, into all of the, um, you know, the corporate podcasts and the videos and the meetings and, you know, all the, all the stuff that goes along with this awesome ass job that I have, by the way. And I'm not, I say that humbly. I'm just, I'm, I just don't want to sound like I'm bitching because I love the work that I do. But at the same time, my mind can get a little bit crazy on it because in addition to that, what else is there? I'm coaching Cash's baseball team, you know, five and six year olds, which is a whole nother topic in itself. <laughs> like I'm, I'm realizing things like my, my patience level is, has gotten better but man, coaching six-year-olds in baseball has been really tough. You know, a couple of my, my, my buddy Daryl, who coaches with me, and my buddy Nick, we, we all went out to pizza afterwards uh, last week. And uh, we were talking about how we just don't remember 
like being a kid and and even when daryl's got a kid who's in high school now he said even he doesn't remember like you know 10 years ago nine ten years ago when when he was that little like the attention spans not being there as bad as they are right now and jess made a good point this morning she goes man it's just things have changed like baseball like when i was a kid man baseball was like all we wanted to do like i wanted to play all day every day i mean i did other stuff too rode bikes and skate and we had fun and stuff but like that was like the main thing and yeah we played some video games and stuff here and there we did some of that of course we probably we played a lot of video games actually nintendo was was huge back in the day then genesis and 3do came out all that stuff but like it wasn't like a thing like it is now with technology with ipads with um you know, with uh, the phones, man, just being on, just all dialed in, always plugged into something. And my point to this is, is it's almost like you can see it. It's not almost like it is like you could see it out on the baseball field. The attention spans of, of some of these kids, you know, are just not, or maybe they're just not into baseball. I don't know. But what I do know is when I was little and, and Daryl vouched for this too, when his, when his son just, that's not even that long ago, nine, 10 years ago was this age there, there wasn't this, it wasn't so hard to, uh, to keep some of the kids. Um, I don't know if it's in entertained in line. I mean, trust me, we've been trying everything running and all this stuff. And, and it's kids are good kids, by the way, too. They're sick. So I get it. You know what I mean? At least I'm trying to get it. Like, it's just point being is add another level of stress to the old Ramers plate. Okay. So you got the corporate work, all the, all that stuff. You got the coaching baseball. Then you got being dad, right? Trying to be the best dad I can be. I'm not perfect, but dad duties, right? We're driving. Lucy's doing soccer right now. We're driving a couple days a week out to Fairfield after work to drop her off and pick her up. You know, Cash got his practice a couple days a week, um, you know, and then in addition to being dad, what else? We're doing all kinds of stuff as a dad, right? We're running around, we're, we're making dinner sometimes, we're doing stuff around the house sometimes, we're hanging out sometimes, trying to spend time together, um, all that stuff, right? Health and wellness, trying to stay fit mentally, uh, spiritually, physically, trying to hit the gym. That's a, it's another, you know, another thing that needs to be in my life, but is another layer of, of busyness of busyness. It's another thing, you know what I mean? And then trying to do, you know, some relaxation time that, like I mentioned that walk earlier this morning, um, with Brody or, or whatever morning, trying to get those walks in, in the mornings, you know, trying to get a little exercise, get the blood flowing, get some little meditation time in. You know, sometimes my meditation time is just sitting there with my eyes open because I have a hard time with that. I, I feel some, some, sometimes I can do it and really drop into it if I'm like lay, if I'm laying down, but when I really try, I'm going to meditate. It's just really tough for me right now at this stage, you know, it's just the way it is right now. So walking all those, all those types of things tend to help a little bit better to relax it's like um, the mind just gets going and it's uh, it's a little bit overwhelming. So take that stuff, right? So you got corporate stuff, you got baseball, you got soccer, you got uh, uh, so many damn things. I can't even remember what the hell I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Being a husband. <laughs> marriage counseling, right? How about that one? We did an episode, Jess and I, last week about marriage counseling. You know, we had our session. We had our session yesterday. 
you know, for, for counseling and trying to have a healthy marriage and trying to be a better husband and, and, and just, you know, trying to, um, strengthen our relationship as spouses and as parents, parents voice cracked a little bit right there. I love it. 37 year old 30. How old am I? 37, 38. 38. I think I'm 38. Yeah, I'll be 39 in July. Jess going to be 40 this year. <laughs> a little old. I got me an older woman, son. Like a whole year, a whole nine, 10 months. But yeah, being the husband, right? Trying to trying to do that. Then, 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 then. We're going to take Sober Guy. I haven't even gotten to that yet. Lots of awesome things happening with Sober Guy. Man, just got invited to this uh music fest in nashville coming up in september starting to work out some of the some of the details of that which is going to be awesome and once i have more details about it i'll make a you know a, a more detailed announcement but it's a it's a ways out anyways but it's super exciting i'm pumped on it we got the innovations in recovery coming up next month right getting getting ready for that that event itself and then putting podcasts out every week and you know getting uh, tons of requests for stuff for for uh, for to be on the podcast and to go on this podcast and man it's just so what am I saying you're probably like dude what the funk is he talking about right now I just bit I hope it doesn't sound like I'm bitching because I'm not here's what I'm doing I'm venting I'm venting a little bit you could probably hear it in my voice it's a little bit a little bit of stress a little bit of over over uh feeling of overworked stressed out in a in a in a sense but at the same time feeling guilty to even talk about it because i feel like i'm bitching which i'm not bitching i'm simply just venting but at the same time i'm stressed out by some of it that i don't know if that even makes sense but here's the here here's my point to this okay here's my point to this is that i get so up in my head about this kind of stuff and where's it all based out of? See, it's not based out of all these things I have to do or that I get. See, there's another thing that I have to do. I get to do this stuff. I love doing all this stuff. Everything I just talked about, even though it can be stressful, challenging at times, I love it. I wouldn't trade any of it for anything. But at the same time, here's where all of this comes from. It comes from fear. It all comes from fear at the end of the day that I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to be a good enough coach. I'm not going to please the parents well. I'm going to be too hard on their kids. I'm going to be too lenient on their kids. I'm not going to teach them the game of baseball. You know, we're not going to we're not going to do this the correct way. Or this video that I have a a, a deadline to get done. It's not going to be up to par. It's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be great. I'm going to have to do a ton of changes on it after it took me three hours to upload. Now I got to go back and fix shit on it, and then I'm going to have to redo it all. There's fear. There's fear there. You know, oh my, my the 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 podcast is not gonna work out this week like I expected it to. You know, oh no, the the guest couldn't make it today. Now I got to adjust. You know, now I just gotta I gotta figure thing. You know, more things, things to do, and busy, and this and that, and that's fine. But handle business and don't live out of fear, Raymer, is what I'm saying. And that's where I've been living in is a place of fear. And what does it do? It puts me in asshole mode. I start being short, short-tempered, a little bit bitter, moody. You know, maybe I'm on my period. In addition, the man period, I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know 
is that it's probably time to take a step back and kind of recalculate, kind of take a look at where I'm at and where I've been in the last couple of weeks. What have I been doing? What have I not been doing? You know, and I think that's a, I think that's a good place to kind of check yourself. I need to check myself and go, man, what's been going on? You know, what's been going on different? Yeah, you got your, the, the workload has increased and it seems to be a little bit stressful, right? But are you, how are you handling that? How am I handling that? You know, and I'm handling it by, by, by letting it kind of control me out of fear that I'm going to not be good enough. And we've talked about the schema, right? We learned that in counseling and Jess and I talked a little bit about it in last week's episode about the schema, about what that schema is in all of us. What are those pathways that were ingrained into us at a very young age, young part of our lives that we think about ourselves. And for me, it's a lot of insecurity and a lot of, um, expectations that I set for myself of perfection. Perfectionism is a big one. You know, it has to be perfect. Like you should see my ass tweak out on a video. I got better at this one. I really did on, on in post-production on this one and try to sit there and, you know, not just stress on every tiny little thing that the normal ear or eye is not going to see, but I know. So I have to spend an extra 30 minutes fixing this tiny thing the perfectionism like that. And I think that there's points of that that are good to some extent in certain situations. We want to try to do our best work. We want to be attentive. We want to, you know, we want to make things great. At least I do. But there's a point where it becomes obsessive and it becomes too much. And I can tend to get that way sometimes out of this need for perfection and this need um, to, to be um, to please people, I think to please people and then please myself too, to know that I did it. This perfect. It's fucking perfect. Nothing wrong with that. I want things to be great. I want them to be damn good. But like when it starts to, to, to cross that threshold of perfection and obsessiveness, it becomes an issue. And so that fear coming back to that, a lot of it comes a lot of the stress comes from that fear of not being in that perfection. So you can take any of this stuff and apply it to whatever work you do or whatever situation you're in. What is your, it all comes back to, I mean, what are you scared of? What, what is that fear that at the, at the end of the day, at the bottom line of that, what is that? What, what is it that is, is giving you the anxiety, the stress? It's not the stress. It's the fear of, X, Y, Z, whatever that is. And so when I kind of start to peel back some of those layers, it helps me to understand why I'm being dick face, Shane. Why is dad being short tempered? Why is husband Shane um, off in his own spacey little world and not being, you know, attentive or why is he being an ass? You know, and, and this is the kind of stuff. So here's another thing, you know, thank God I don't have to turn to alcohol to use, to deal with any of this stuff anymore. See, I get to actually think and freestyle on a microphone about, I'm talking this shit out with you right now, like straight up. I'm just talking, this is me just talking it out. And what's funny is, is if I didn't do this on a microphone, I'd be doing it in my head right now. Anyways, I have these conversations with myself in my head, 
you know, and I, and I know that might sound weird to someone who has never done that, but I know there's a lot of us out there who do the same shit. We just don't want to admit it. Or maybe we do. We don't care. I don't care. These things go on. They, they happen daily. And thank God I've, you know, been able to be blessed with the platform enough and a microphone and the ability to do this where I can kind of get some of it out. And if a couple of people listen to it, then awesome. But either way, it helps keep me sober and from going back to drinking. You know what I mean? I don't have to turn to alcohol anymore to deal with this stuff, to deal with the stress. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have my days where I go, man, I, I wish I could just get hammered right now. I had one recently, and that doesn't happen very often. I went and ate a fat cherry pie instead, baby. Give me that cherry pie, son. I think Jess posted on Instagram. I was like, just leave me alone and let me eat my pie. <laughs> but is a cherry pie great for you? Absolutely not. 450 calories of pure sugar and shit. I get it. But for me, it's a lot better than a bottle of vodka and, and other substances to complement that where I'm up for three days. You know, I don't want that life anymore. So what can I do instead? I can start to learn how to understand, I mean, try to understand some of this stuff, the schema, where my neural pathways are, where they were, where they're at today. What do I need to unlearn? What do I need to work on? You know, and that's the other thing. I get tired of that shit sometimes. Jess just mentioned this the other day. I just feel like I'm just constantly having to work on this and do this and be, you know, I don't sit and look at the, the wins. We don't sit and look enough at the wins when we're in recovery, I don't feel like. We have to be reminded of that. I know I do. I got to look at how far I've come in six, seven years, six and a half years, whatever. Long way. You know, we've had a ton of wins along the way. Been blessed so many times along the way. It's amazing. You know, but here I am always focusing on, you know, the what's next, what's next. It's like be in the moment. Be in the moment. Like, where are you? Where are you at? It's funny, I was just thinking about how I will not listen to this ever. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows this. I hate listening to the podcast like after. So I'll record these things and then I don't ever want to hear them ever again. Really weird. It's like cringy. I'm going to use my nine-year-old Lucy's word. That's cringe. That's so cringe. It's cringy. I asked her last night, what's cringy? Ugh, Dad, it's cringe. I told Jack, dad joke, by the way, the other day on, on Instagram. You can go on Instagram at Real That Sober Guy and check it out if you want to hear the punchline. But it's called, well, actually, I don't know what it's called, but I wrote it myself. So proud of this. At least I thought I did. I'd never seen it before in my life. It probably is a joke. But what did the pickle say? What did the pickle say as he sat down at the card table? If you want to see the answer, you can go to Instagram at real that sober guy and you can see the punchline on there. It's a video. Where the hell was I at? I don't know. I'm crazy. I'm psycho. You were psycho. Teen line. This is nitro. That's two saved by the bell quotes in two weeks. Mm. Oh man. I'm so happy that I have some crazy place that I can just puke all over a microphone and just let it all out. Let it all out. We just must let it all out. But what do we do for the stress? We don't drink anymore. We don't poison our body to mask the insecurities, the anger, the past hurts, hangups, habits, all that stuff. I don't have to do that anymore because I've been able to find some healthy ways and some healthy people you know, or reliable people that are trying to do the best they can that I can reach out to for help 
or listen to, you know, or try to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like try to stay in a mindset of sobriety. So it's not just about cutting out alcohol. It's about living a fruitful life, trying to live a healthy life, trying to be, have healthy ways to deal, to cope with the things that I don't know how to cope with, like stress, like the fear that I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to live up to, I'm not going to do this well enough. I'm going to have to redo this. All those things, man, that come up can really be taxing. You know, they could really be taxing on somebody that is struggling. And the easy thing to do is to turn to some dope or a bottle, you know, and numb out on it. That's what I used to do. I just numbed out on it. I don't have to deal with it anymore. Thank you. Hook it up, son. Let me get a 12-pack of Mickey's grenades and an ounce of uh, marijuana and a couple grams of yocane. And there it is. Just made up a new word, yocane. <laughs> I was going to say the Yola and cocaine. And then I mixed the two together and said, yo, cane. Is that what I said? Yo, cane. Yeah. Yo, cane. Yola, the A1 Yola. <laughs> Gag reflex. Don't even need it. Don't want it. Ugh, man. Long nights. But could have been a short life. I'm glad it's not. Glad I'm still alive. Glad I'm living. And that's where the gratitude comes in, man. Like I have to remember how shitty it was at some points, you know? And I'm sure there's plenty of people who had it way shittier than I ever had it. So I just want to state that for the record. But hey, it was shitty in my own right. It was shitty in my head. I knew something was wrong. I didn't feel right. And uh, asked for some help. I mean, who wants to ask for help too? It's tough. I get it. It's not easy all the time. You know, but uh, even... Years into recovery, that's what we do. We still ask for help when we need it. We still talk. We open up, you know. Um, man, good stuff. Good stuff. I hope uh, I hope something spoke to you today. This is going to be one of those episodes that, like I said, I will not go back and listen to because, you know, I'm, I take a lot of pride in the freestyle stuff, but I also have been really enjoying lately, uh, you know, drawing out some sort of an outline and having a point and a purpose and... Uh, at the same time, I know how many times I've heard someone share in like a meeting or something and it's just off the cusp and it's just right hot, fresh off the press, off the mind right there. And so that kind of stuff can be very impactful, very relatable, all that good shit right there, son. Ooh, so, so, so. I'm just waiting right now. I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. Anything else we got here today? Anything else I want to cover? You know, I was going to get into some of these I was going to get into uh, to some of these uh, news stories today from this addiction recovery e-bulletin. I get this thing sent to me. Uh, I don't know. It comes every few days, whatever. Um, it's uh, addictionrecoverybulletin.org, just to give a little credit on that. But there is some good stories in here. Um, Tyson Fury story. I mean, what, what about that one? That one was huge. Fought addiction and depression to win the world title. Um, I mean, weight, his, his weight gain too was another big one. He was definitely, you know, kind of judged as down and out and, uh, and comes back and wins the title. Like, are you kidding me? That's a, that's a great story right there. Um, Ozzy Osbourne talks sobriety and having the Midas touch. You know, I would love to hear Ozzy Osbourne talk sobriety, but I don't know that I can understand him. So that might be a bit of an issue. We might have to get a, a, uh, um, 
a transcript of that so I can read it along as he's talking. Uh, I love Ozzy. I love some old music. Man, I used to ride around with my buddy Jeff Berry in the truck in my boy Ryan Rogers truck. It was that was the funniest thing. Ryan would let us use his truck or let Jeff drive his truck and I would hop in with Jeff and we would cruise around and rest in peace Ryan, one of my good homies who we lost um years ago, man, and I miss him uh, very very much, but he would let us ride around, man, and we would listen to Ozzy so loud. We would just be cranked up and there would be smoking Marlboro Reds <laughs> rolling around. I thought I was so off the hook cool. I just didn't even care. I didn't even care about nothing, son. Just listening to some Ozzy, just going crazy, getting in fights, just being stupid. But it was fun at the time, right? That was that was when the that was when it was still actually really having fun at that time. Cause that was like my early twenties where it wasn't like, it was probably not the healthiest thing. It was an issue, but like it only progressed from there and just got worse. But man, Ozzy Osbourne talking sobriety. That's great. Hey, if Ozzy can get sober, anyone can get sober. You know, that's, that's, that's a huge one. How about this one? The woman who urinates alcohol. Okay. We're going to have to take a look at this. The woman who urinates alcohol. What is going on here? Um, further examinations found high levels of candida or candida glabrata, yeast naturally produced by the body, were accumulating in her bladder when she ingested sugar. The yeast is similar to something else I can't say. A fungus known as a brewer's yeast because it's used by beer makers to convert carbohydrates into grains into alcohol. Tests showed this conversion process was taking place inside the patient's bladder. This was taxing on her liver, which was she was forced to eliminate from her body every time she ate certain foods to get rid of the yeast infection. Ooh, ow. She was prescribed oral antifungals. Oh, God, there's a lot of gross stuff in this. Gross. That's gross. Raymer, you just said gross. <laughs> the case report was revealed by medics from the University of Pittsburgh. I don't know. That just sounds weird and disgusting. Apparently, she was urinating alcohol and somehow her body was making it. Hmm. Very weird. Inside Rochester's 24 hour treatment center, uh, disabled by addiction, prove it. Federal judge says major win for the city of Costa Mesa. What's this about? Let's check this out. Disabled by addiction, prove it. And what could be a major win for the city of Costa Mesa, waging a lonely and expensive battle over sober living homes while other impacted Orange County cities look on? A tentative court ruling holds that disability can't be used as both sword or shield. Hmm, interesting. The assertion by a federal court judge could empower other cities to greater control over addiction recovery homes, something many cities have been reluctant to do out of fear of being sued. Yeah, I know Costa Mesa is a big, big city of recovery and a lot of uh, sober living homes there. Uh, and they have a great community of folks out there too. And I'm sure like anywhere that there is a great community of folks, there's always going to be a few people who got to screw it up for that too. So that's that's probably um, some of the issues that have been and are currently going on there. Uh, but it looks like uh, they're... They're going to uh, continue to be dealing with that for the remainder of the time. What else? Sober porn stars share their best recovery advice. Hmm. No comment. COP, a 
accused of drug oh, C- <laughs> COP cop. <laughs> That's funny. Just reading something. And I'm so here's what's funny about that. I'm so used to these damn acronyms. They're in corporate world. There's so many acronyms that we use and just in general on other just life in general too. acronyms. This I'm so used to it. The first thing I see COP accused of drug rehab scheme. It was cop. Okay. Cop accused of drug rehab scheme faces no jail time. Interesting. I wonder why. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Why do Christians deny William Wilberforce's drug addiction? Hmm. I don't know. Let's, let's find out. Let's see what this has to say. This should be interesting here. The most widely known telling of Wilberforce's life, the 2006 movie, Amazing Grace, insinuated Wilberforce quit using the substance, but he did not. In the 2007 biography, bi- biography of the same name, author Eric Medexis argued Wilberforce did not appear to become addicted to it. He quite admirably, admirably, why is that so hard to say? Admirably managed to keep his dosage from increasing over the decades. This was not the case. The deepest look at Wilberforce's opium use comes from John Pollock, a Christian author and the official biographer of Billy Graham. In 1788, at the age of 29, Wilberforce began using the recommendation uh, at the recommendation of his doctor, uh, likely to treat ulcerative colitis. What's up with all these words I can't read today? There were periods when Wilberforce attempted to quit, always without success. In his diaries, he acknowledged that if he missed an evening dose, he'd wake up dope sick, pretty much, and be forced to be in bed, sneezing, other signs of spavin. Spasms. By 1976, his daily dose was five grains. Over the decades, it rose to 12 grains. It would increase in cold weather. One characterized Wilberforce's consumption habit as the constant use of opium in large quantities. So I don't. I didn't see where it said that Christians deny his drug addiction. But uh, in any case, maybe I missed that. Moving right along. Moving right along. Addiction Recovery Bulletin, by the way. If you want to subscribe to this, uh, you can get all these stories and they, they email them right to you. It's actually a pretty uh, pretty good spot to get some good up-to-date information. Uh, stories, tattoos, addiction, and zen. Newport Academy announces National Conference Series on Teen Mental Health and Sustainable Healing. Ben Affleck thanks Robert Downey Jr. for his help and support during his battle with alcoholism. I like this one. NHL player wipes away tears after hat trick in return from alcohol rehab. I thought this was a great story. Uh, Bobby Ryan, the hockey player, takes the leave in November to get treatment for alcoholism. He's been sober 100 days. His first game back with the Senators uh, was just recently, and he had a hat trick. Uh, so this is they have a picture of him on the bench after his third uh, third goal. It's pretty cool, man. Always good to see people, you know that stand up, get the help they need, and they're able to come back. And that's the hardest part, I think, is when you go, like going to rehab, obviously it was tough decision to make. I knew I needed to go. I went, it was tough there. There was a lot of stuff. It was hard being away, you know, and and being out of my element and having to live with other people and, and all that stuff and the counseling therapy, you know, not having alcohol or drugs to lean on while you're there. But in all reality, yeah, it was difficult, but that was nothing compared to having to go back home and go back to work and try to figure out how to live life without alcohol anymore. 
that was the hard part. So I just want to say that, like, you know, going away I, and, and being a professional athlete with a lot, which comes with a lot of pressure anyways, you know what I mean? And, and that's why you see a lot of celebrities, a lot of people who are athletes, a lot of people who have high profile positions and jobs and the work that they do. It's stressful. There's a lot going on and a lot of people turn to alcohol and drugs to help cope with that. Just, you know, like any of us, but, um, he comes back and is able to come back, admits he goes to rehab, gets sober, comes back playing hockey, has a hat trick. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Good stuff. How much alcohol is too much? The harms are in two basic buckets. Well, I'm going to say any alcohol for me is too much because I just can't handle it. I just can't handle it. What else is there, man? I think that's about it. There's some good stories on there. You can check it out if you want. Um, addictionrecoverybulletin.com let's wrap this thing up today a couple a uh, couple things before we do that be sure to uh, uh, to check us out at thatsoberguy.com at real that sober guy on Instagram once again uh, man if you're feeling fear you know if you're feeling fear like I've been feeling the last couple of weeks and I've really let it grab hold of me and kind of take control and I'm, I'm stopping today I'm not letting that shit do that to me anymore I have faith in God I have faith that I'm on the right path. I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now. And I'm just going to do the next right thing as we kind of move forward day by day, by day, by day, by day. That's what I'm going to do though, for real, in all honesty. So if you're having fear out there, give it up, you know, let it go. Let that anxiety go. There's nothing that, uh, you know, there's nothing that, that you can do by future tripping about stuff and worrying about stuff and worrying about outcomes and setting up high expectations. And I, I, I'm saying this in, as I tell myself this too, you know what I mean? So I'm not saying you as in you, I'm saying us, saying us together in this because I can future trip like a mofo and it is not fun. And I set expectations of perfection and uh, it, can, it can really be detrimental to my daily uh, health mentally uh, even physically too, you know, I start to start to get lazy sitting on my ass all day, even though, man, I've been getting after it and loving it. But at the same time, I know how fast that can happen. All of a sudden you miss a couple of days and you haven't been to the gym or haven't been doing your, your, uh, your, your daily routine type stuff for weeks. I definitely don't want to do that. So fear you are gone today, son. That's it. I'm done with it. I'm letting it go. I'm giving it up to God. You can do the same thing. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope something spoke to you. And uh, check us out at thatsoberguy.com. At Real That Sober Guy on Instagram. Thanks to Promises. Love you guys. And uh, peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean. Nobody